Welcome to TTP Turnbuckle Talk Podcast. You're joined by Kieran Cooper and John Dugan. Let's talk wrestling. Hello, John. How are we doing? I'm not bad. How are you? I'm I'm good, yeah. So we're on our first official episode of TTP. Yeah, good stuff. Let's uh, jump straight into it. What... What was your first memory of of wrestling? My first memory, mm. I think, has got to be Hulk Hogan. Which okay, I think, I think a lot of people my age or even older will remember how big Hulk Hogan was at the time. Um, it was just massive. Uh, yeah, I don't remember many watching many wrestling matches, but I remember knowing who he was. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a similar thing for me. I remember seeing Hulk Hogan and seeing wrestling on TV, not knowing it was it was in fact wrestling. But yeah, I remember seeing this like big colourful character, which was Hulk Hogan. And he had, I mean, he was everywhere. He had movies, he, had, he was on TV adverts, he had cartoons. Yeah. Um... um... I was in, like, a lot of films at the time as well. Terrible, terrible films. Like, uh, Mr. Nanny. <laughs> okay, I don't, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if I remember that one. If I do, that's probably yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's really it in my memory. Yeah. The only the only good film he was in was the Rocky film. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I remember watching as a kid. Yeah. That's how big he was, because Rocky was a big film at the time. Um. So then, remember, from from that, how did you kind of get into wrestling? As you as you say, like this is wrestling. This is what I'm watching. Like, how do you you know how do you get into it properly? I think, well, I think at that age, like I must have been like four or five, watching wrestling. Remember ones like, you know, the classics like Ultimate Warrior, yeah, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Roddy and Piper. then, and then from that, did you kind of watch it just like on a regular? Yeah, basis? I think, I think my mum and dad got Sky like when it was first sort of out, so it was always on that. Well, it would have been um, Sky then; it would have been like satellite or something. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was when Sky very first came out. Oh, oh really? I'm sure it was called Sky, but it was like basic. It wasn't. Yeah. Like it is now, it was really. I mean, you were lucky if you got a signal half the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, long story, we didn't even have a telephone, but we had Sky, so. Huh. Um, <laughs> Back in my uh, day. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we used to watch it on that. I remember I remember watching, you know, like, characters like Dunk the Clown as well and stuff like that stuck <laughs> out. Because um, it's quite, it used to be quite cartoonish, didn't it? it was, yeah. Um, really out there. Um, but like I said, I don't remember any actual wrestling matches, I just remember the characters. The char- they were quite big characters at the time. So, you know, um, you're a couple of years older than me. So, for mine, it, it's weird. My older brothers used to watch wrestling. So then, on one Saturday, it was just, it just appeared for my brothers watching it. And yeah. then, it was just on every Saturday, like, for the next X amount of years. And we used to go in the front room... And put it, I put it on SmackDown, and watched like the three hours of SmackDown, and 
and then we would after it finished we would wrestle for about two hours and we would get shouted out and stuff but like it started from saturday morning i remember like even waking up early just to you know run down get a good seat um because <laughs> you, you know we, i think we only had like two two sofas so we run down get a good seat and you'd watch three hours of smackdown and that's where it kind of started for me like 90 yeah. What I don't know, ninety-eight, maybe when I was eight or nine years old or something. When I, I actually, re- you know, recognised that that was wrestling. Yeah, I'm. A, I think I'm a, around that same time for me. Because uh, yeah, so I stopped watching from when I was a kid, and then I think I started watching around about when the Attitude Era kicked off. Because hmm. um, I remember watching it at my cousin's. And them showing me this thing, and it was they live in Scotland, so I was up in Scotland, and they were watching. It was when Tyson was on, right? And, and you know, it's hard to <laughs> comprehend this, but I, but as at that age, so I must have been like eleven, twelve, something like that. I believed everything that was going on on it. Like, well, you did because I didn't comprehend that it wasn't real. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when when we were younger, there was social media was wasn't even a thing, so yeah. it was just word but of mouth. I think as well. I'm sure, like I've read a lot of wrestling autobiographies, and they call it kayfabe, and I'm sure it was pretty real still kayfabe. Then there was a lot of wrestlers who wouldn't break it at all, like they would, they were who they said they were. Yeah. So I, I always remember the. I think it was a bit before Tyson as well. If the you know the the, the Kane storyline coming in, what his um, um, his debut when he came up from the the ring. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just remember one hundred percent believing that they were actually brothers, and that um, he was burned, killed his parents. Yeah, burnt and alive and stuff. Yeah, you think not just me? Like none of my friends questioned it. They were like, yeah, like. You know how people get into, like, soaps? Yeah. And they talk but as if it's real. This is the thing, though, because I remember, like, watching the pay-per-view, like, till, you know, early hours and going to school, and then that used to be the conversation at school. Like, it was all pretty much wrestling and Pokemon were the only things we talked about. Yeah. We didn't care definitely. about girls. Girls were, like, you know, we didn't care about that. We was, you know, 9, 10, <laughs> 11, 12. We wanted The Rock... And you know Pokemon. Yeah, definitely. Did you used to wrestle at school? All the time and at home. Um, and then that's yeah. when you realise how much it can actually hurt. Yeah. Well. So my brother um, pedigreed me, and he was like, "Come on, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll just I'll, I'll just do it like softly, whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, all right, go on then. Yeah, go on then." And he slammed me on the floor. Oh my god! And I mean. I must have been 10 at this point. I literally ran out of the room crying my eyes out. I felt my face just like so red and, you know, so sore. Um, but yeah, yeah we, got, we got showered out quite a lot because I have a lot of brothers who used to fight all the time. I remember being able to do a four-figure, what's it called? A four-figure four leg Yeah, now, now th- that's interesting because me and my mates used to try and do it for ages because we was like... It won't hurt until you get into a certain position and then it will just click and you are oh, the pain go right up your leg. Yeah. It, the thing is, it's, <laughs> as I move, it's quite hard to get into that, to get to that position. Mm. Yeah, The other person has to be quite willing, which, you know, 
when I when I did it to my mate, as soon as I was in and locked in, he was he was in proper pain. Yeah, I mean, like it doesn't hurt, and then just <laughs> suddenly, oh god. So we're both into wrestling. We kind of figure out what it was. From that, like, who was who was your favorite growing up? Like, who just kind of stuck out as like the guy, or the you know the girl. Um. Well, I had two, I think. Well, it's it's hard, isn't it? There were so many good ones during that attitude era. Yeah. As well, for me, I was a WCW fan as well. So, yeah. you know, you just, like, it was similar to what you did. I didn't have Sky Sports. I had cable, and um, you used to get TNT on it. So on a Friday night at a ridiculous time at night, like one in the morning or something, they would show um, Nitro. Because Nitro and Raw used to be shown on a Friday night here, even though it was filmed on the Monday. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'd watch Nitro on the Friday night. So I, I used to love WCW. It was, it, at the time, it was really good. But when you see some of the stuff that's happened in it, it you can't believe how bad it was. <laughs> But at the time, it's great. So, uh, it's quite hard for me to choose because I would always think that that Sting was one of my favorite wrestlers. But I think I'd have to say, I think as I've, <laughs> it's a complicated answer. As I've got older, I've appreciated more the other one that I'm thinking of. It's but a very time, complicated it's answer. It was definitely The Rock was. The be be all and end all. I was always a massive rock fan. Yeah, I mean, you was excited for him just to come and give a promo. Oh, you know, because you never knew what he had up his sleeve. Yeah, he was just so definitely. funny. And even his matches, his matches were, you know, you want to see them. His mm. promos were unbelievable. Um, and he's just had yeah, he, he had charisma and he had the lot, didn't he? Yeah. I think he was the one that early wrestlers that, like, I thought had everything. You know, he was mm. maybe not now, I look back, but you know, he was very kind of well dressed with them, you know, like silk, you know, silk shirts. You know, he had the body, he had the talk, he could wrestle. Like, yeah. He had everything. Um, oh, he was fully, as well, though, he was always, this is the thing about them, they never dropped characters because you don't have Twitter or anything. So, yeah. Whenever you did see him on TV, he was that character that he's playing. Mm. You know? Um, it's yeah, a hard one, though. Well. It's a hard one because, like, like you say, you, it changes as you get older, but, like, that area had massive superstars. Like, you had Chris Jericho, The Rock, Kane. You had all of DX, Triple H. Um, I mean, the list Jericho. goes on and on. Yeah. You had so many. Uh, Mick Foley's obviously... As I've got older, I've appreciated more what Mick Foley did. Mm. Um, but at the time I did, I used to love Mankind as well. Like, yeah, he's obviously just... teaming up with The Rock and stuff like that um, was, you know, perfect for me because it was two of my favourite wrestlers. Okay, so then going on to that, what was what has been, from your childhood at least, like your favourite memory or your favourite like match growing up? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because um... I think, right, for me, just because uh, basically the um, the 99 Royal Rumble, 
where you know where, where Vince McMahon won it. Yeah. Just the build up to that. I remember watching SmackDown every week, and um, my mates talking about it. And he, because to get prepared, Vince McMahon was trained by Shane. Yeah. And he would run around, and he would have to catch a chicken, wouldn't he, around the uh, around the court. Uh, yeah, they did it like the Rocky training. Yeah, they? that's right. And like at that time, Vince McMahon wrestling was like, he's going to get creamed. He's, like, there's no chance. And um, it was just unbelievable. Like this Vince McMahon stepped into the ring and everything around it with Austin and everything. And um, yeah. the the actual pay-per-view was was amazing. So you have like three DX uh, matches. You have, like, I think, X-Pac has a match. Billy Gunn has a match. Um, the you have the Rock and Mankind, which is unbelievable. What a match that is! Is that the I Quit match? The I Quit match, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that was the, that was the first like hardcore match I kind of really kind of saw properly. Yeah. Um, and then when he falls onto the all the speakers and they blow up, like <laughs> as a ten year old, you're like, holy shit, this is yeah. insane. And then it's moments like, well, it's moments like that, isn't it? That you know, when you had because I don't know about you, but I'd always have mates to go, Oh, that's it's fake, it's not real. And then you, I'd be like, Watch this, and it'd be stuff like that that you would show them and be like, How can you possibly say that yeah. that's not real? Just a side note on that, I love the fact that, um, if you watch that pay per view, mankind is bleeding, they take his mask off after the match and they put him on a stretcher and he refuses to go on the stretcher. Oh, and really? he, yeah, and he's spoken about this before. He said um, during the um, the iconic Hell in a Cell match, he went on a stretcher once, but they won't, he won't go on a stretcher twice. He refused to go on a stretcher twice because like, in his head, it just makes him weak. Yeah. Um, it just proves how man- how nuts mankind is. Yeah. Um, he's a, yeah, he's a different breed, isn't he? Well, then, so at the end of that pay-per-view, Vince McMahon ends up winning... And it like you just never—I never saw it coming in a million years. And I remember at school, we were talking about it for like the next pay per view. We were talking about it for, for a month, like it was just unbelievable. And like that memory is just—I think it, it always gives me goosebumps now to watch. Yeah, I think mine's a, mine's probably a Royal Rumble win as well, but it's more when The Rock won it, and. It was one. It was. I think it was one of the first ones shown on Channel Four, so I was able to like watch it properly without having to, you know, like get somebody to record it for me. Yeah, I remember remember that actually. I I forgot about it until you just said it. So it was live until the adverts. Um, and (laughs) I mean, I think I was the only one that stayed up to watch it because everyone else recorded it, but I'd got up. No, I. I know pay-per-views now are on at, like, one in the morning, aren't they? But I'm sure yeah. at the time, it used to be on at four. I don't know. I remember it being quite late, but maybe it's just because one seemed quite late when you when you were a kid. I but know. I used to... I'm sure it was later. Do you reckon? I might have to look into that. I'm okay. sure it was, like, three, four in the morning, but, yeah. Um, uh, what year was it? Was it 2000s? Yeah, because um, The Rock yeah. won it the next year after night. Yeah, but again as a pay per view, that is one of my favorite pay per views because 
some of the matches in that were unreal. Like the yeah. first match was, uh, I remember it being Taz coming in. Yeah. Um, and it was ever defeated. Um, okay. Which was a big thing at the time. Kurt Angle had a massive streak of not being beat by anyone. And um, like we didn't, I don't ever remember watching ECW. I don't think we were able to get it that well. I'd heard of it and read about it in like wrestling magazines I used to get, but we never actually got to watch it. So I didn't know who Taz was. So when I seen him coming in, I was like, who's this guy? And when he beat Kurt Angle, I was like, I couldn't believe it. Um, it's just what else is on that paper? There was a um, tag team match, I think. Where uh, I mean, the tag team matches then were really good, weren't they? You had the Dudleys against Hardy Boys, and yeah, know. they were like legit, you know, um, tag teams as opposed to yeah. just two wrestlers that put together. It's it's quite a hardcore Royal Rumble, really. There was okay. quite um, a few matches like that. Um, you had stuff like Chris Jericho against China and ah uh, yes, uh, I, remember, I remember reading about this. Um, he was terrified. He was he was a bit like scared whether to hit her hard, and then he got told just to hit her like as you would a guy. But then afterwards, he got he got bollocks for hitting her too hard yeah, or something. It's uh, have you have you never read his autobiography? I haven't no. It's an amazing book. Uh, yeah, he, he talks about it in that. He's, he got told off for um, going easy on her because they said they was making her look weak. And then right. he, I think he accidentally caught her and she, she had uh, like a bloody nose or something in a match and he, he got absolutely bollocked for it. it was, I think it was Ekpak was right. in his like, chaperone or something like that they did. Okay. Where he sort of had to answer to, to Ekpak about any decisions he's making. Um, but as well, the most, I mean, one of the best matches you'll ever see is on that card as well, where it's uh, Cactus Jack against Triple H. The, the is that the Hell in a Cell? No, it's a street fight. Right, um, okay. It was before the Hell in a Cell. I think they did the Hell in a Cell, like, I want to say it's the next pay-per-view after it, but I'm not yeah. 100% on that. But it was an unreal match. He, he got thumbtacked. I mean, it must be one of Triple H's best matches. Um, it's just said everything. Yeah. Um, and like, even, you know, the, when he had the, the barbed wire, like, that's just crazy. Like, being a kid seeing that. And this is the thing I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to illustrate is, as a kid, watching this, it's the best thing we've ever seen in all of our lives. And it was the talking point of school. I mean, we spoke about it uh, 24-7. It was a huge thing well, growing up. There was another storyline in that time that I 100% believe was real as well. And it was when um, Triple H married Stephanie McMahon when she was, like, too drunk to, like... Oh, yeah. Is, yeah go in, <laughs> she's passed out in the car, isn't she? Yeah, it's like a yeah. drive-through one. Um, totally believed that because well, why <laughs> wouldn't you? Do I mean, that, yeah. Like, um, but then doesn't yeah. he? Um, when they actually get married in the ring, oh God, it's been so long. There's something else happens that disturbs them getting married. Oh, I don't know. It was she was marrying Test, if I remember rightly. Right. Okay. And then he comes in, and he's like. Um, you can't marry 
basically says you can't marry Tess because why don't you watch this? And it shows like the right. No, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, these stories, these storylines are so. I mean, they're so obscure. We don't, we don't have them anymore, though. I don't feel like they go full out. No. Well, I mean, look at um, when I was about the '99 Royal Rumble, like that Austin and Vince McMahon storyline went on for. Years now, storylines they're lucky for the last six months. Yeah, well, they used to, I'm sure they used to like plan a year in advance what was going to happen. Really, a year in advance, yeah. So they'd they basically did it WrestleMania to WrestleMania, okay. So I remember hearing like, um, like a big it's a Hulk Hogan storyline. But, you know, he used to be, like, tag team partners with um, Macho Man. Yeah. So they had a storyline where it looked like Hulk Hogan was after um, Randy Savage's uh, wife at the time, Elizabeth. Right. But they planted the seed at that WrestleMania. And then from that seed, they would do little hints of it throughout the year. And then, obviously, in the next WrestleMania, they were wrestling each other because of this. I think Randy Savage would say, like, he had lust in his eyes and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, they don't seem to do that now, do they? I do miss them, like, just big, bulky storylines that go on for ages because, like, there's so much, you know, in them. Like, you, you think... The... If you think of um, Vince McMahon v Shane... Yeah, um, at WrestleMania. So the storytelling behind that was absolutely amazing. So that you had the facts that it was uh, dad versus son. He had the whole thing about his uh, Vincent Mann's wife being, um, she drugged up, weren't she? And she, she was just sat in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you had Trish Stratus <laughs> kind of being Vincent Mann's girl on the side. Yeah. Yeah, the Stephanie McMahon being the you know the daughter caught up caught up in all of this, and I remember um, watching the WrestleMania where um, what what's his wife called Linda? She stands up off a, you know up, up from a chair. Yeah. Now she'd been sat there in that chair for a good few months. So when she stood up, I was just like, oh my! <laughs> I was, I, and my mind was blown. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. I remember that storyline. Um, <laughs> but you look back at it though; it's ridiculous. I mean, what was the best? What, what's the best storyline that's come from wrestling now? Um, um oh god. I mean, I can't, no, no one's jumping out at me, really. Uh. A recent time, a good mm. storyline. <laughs> uh, it's hard to think, isn't it? They don't really do full out storylines anymore. No, there's been that little. There's been good snippets, like yeah. I one of my favourite moments from the last like you know X amount of years is um, Miz down. Yeah. So that's um, the Miz's uh, stunt double. It was just. Um, but it was just so funny. Like everything the Miz did, the Miz Dow used to copy and throw himself on the floor. 
Yeah, he's his stunt double, wasn't he? Yeah, it was just... I missed that. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just so ridiculous. But, like, wrestling's got to have ridiculous moments because it just makes it fun, doesn't it? Um, yeah. That was, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that was a good highlight of that. Yeah, I like the mystery. Um, I honestly can't think of any good storylines recently. I can think of, like, little snippets, but nothing, like, that's gone on, you know, for a long time. No. It's more like they've changed it on there. It's more about the wrestling and how good the wrestling matches are. Yeah. Which, you know, it's good to watch, but you still want that bit of uh, drama and a reason for why they're wrestling, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, if you remember, like, to the, the pay-per-views, you know, 99 to, what, 2006, maybe a bit more, on the main event, it used to be, like, a, a two-minute, four-minute intro yeah. You know, of, of why the wrestlers were wrestling. Like, the one that and jumps match, out... Yeah, the one that jumps out is uh, SummerSlam, HBK versus Triple H. And they did the whole, you know, um, someone put HBK through a window, car window, they didn't know who. And then they got the <laughs> they got the CCTV um, examined and it turned out to be Triple H. <laughs> and it was like a four-minute, full-on trailer of why they were wrestling and, it was it was really good. Yeah, they don't they don't really have that build up anymore. You no, have the odd don't. match well. And that build up was like the um sat you know, it had the soundtrack to the, the WrestleMania of the pay per view um song. And the, obviously the songs used to be like they used to be really, really good. Yeah, they always had um I remember they had Highway to Hell for um a pay-per-view. I'm sure that was a... Well, that would be a summer film. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, my memory's terrible for things, isn't it? <laughs> the one that I was um, about, um, HBK and Triple H, that was that Fight. You know, the song Fight. Yeah. It's quite slow and, yeah. And then one of my other favourite ones was WrestleMania and it was um, Limp Bizkit, My Way. Yeah. And even flat, that was a good one. even flat um, main card, they had like a full, the full song was you know, the build up to the the, the main card. Yeah, I liked. Yeah, do you, do, do you ever remember the one where Undertaker came into a Johnny Cash song? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. It's, not, it's annoying because it's not on the network. But on the network, it's his normal music. But I, I remember watching it and it was a Johnny Cash song. I can't remember what year it was. What Johnny Cash song was it? It wasn't a boy called yeah. C, was it? Hey. What song was that it? That would a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me have a quick look. Um, I can't remember a bit. Um, I don't, I don't yeah, really know. I like, many, but I, do you know what was a good build up? I don't know. I suppose it's not that recent, but you think it's the most recent one I can think of was like it'll be Daniel Bryan, won't it? That was quite a big build up. Yeah. That was quite. That was accidental. I, do you know what I mean? I don't think they meant it to happen. If they had planned that, it would have been amazing. Well, but the crowd. Because of the way it happened, it was. Um, yeah, 
the crowd now with the PG era love just to get involved, aren't they, in the match? So the whole yes movement, you have families yeah. like going yes, yes, and it kind of just it just kind of snowballed from there. I think. Um, I've just found the song. Okay. The song's called "Ain't No Grave." You came into, but I can't find what um, WrestleMania was. So it was just the one time he came into a Johnny, a Johnny Cash song. Yeah, like it's the first time I've seen him come in, not to his own one, as well. That's strange. Hmm. Uh, 2011, it says. Okay. Which was pretty cool. But yeah, you can, you'll find it. I'm sure it's on YouTube or that, but like, for some reason, it's not on the network. I'm guessing they can't get the rights. Possibly, yeah. I guess so. But it really works. It's a, a good song from two. I mean, Undertaker's songs usually, it's a good intro in it from the commenter. I mean, my all time favorite. And like, like I said, yeah, again, it's with that build up of him returning, of them, you know, the yeah. three girls. He's here, you know. Yeah. And what what an entrance! Well, yeah, always he shows up. Even um, think about uh, Chris Jericho. Do you remember the the Y two Y two J and the, you know the countdown? Yeah, that went well, on. Yeah, it that, seemed like a year. Nearly, that was nearly going to be one of my favorite moments because obviously watching WCW, I used to see Chris Jericho. And he didn't get a lot of TV time, but the TV time he did, you remembered what he was doing on it. Mm. You know what I mean? He was a good character, even in WCW. Wasted. Absolutely wasted. So when they were doing this countdown, of, I mean, it was every week. You had no idea what it was going to be. Yeah, you know so it was, just, it was a countdown they always on, did it on the screen. Well. They used to do really good vignettes, didn't they, to introduce a character yeah. before they even turned up. But with this, they didn't tell you who it was. And I remember watching it because it was, again, it was The Rock giving his, um, doing a promo and the clock getting to zero. And when he came out, I, was, I couldn't believe it was Chris Jericho. Now, I remember reading about this because Chris Jericho came out and he says he absolutely hates his debut. Yeah. Because his, his face is just so animated when he's talking to He feels to like the Rock. he's um, dead hawker, is what yeah. he calls it. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I love Chris Jericho. See, when you look back at it, he didn't have he didn't have that good a run when he first came in. But I don't remember any of that. I remember him being quite funny to watch. Yeah, it, it was quite funny on the mic. Um, I mean, he's, he still is, isn't he? He's still going. Yeah. Yeah. How he comes up with new stuff like he does. I just don't know. I mean, the, the, you've just made the list. Yeah. <laughs> now, that that was good. I enjoyed that. Um, that uh, You know what? We were on about storylines recently. That's got to be one of the best ones recent, of recent times. But it was like, yeah. maybe it was like three, With four the years romance. Um, yeah. yeah. The fact when he, he goes, I've got you a gift, and he's like, and, it's and, the, and this is this is the Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah, the less the KO, and he's like, "Why is my name on here?" Heaven, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin yeah. Owens were um, unbelievable. It was really good, like mm. matchup. Uh, yeah. And now Kevin Owens is on the uh, pre-show. Well, yeah, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not talk about that. Let's, just, let's <laughs> move on swiftly. Um, um, 
Yeah. Oh. I mean, Chris so then, Jericho is nearly my one of my favourites. Yeah, I absolutely love him. I think The Rock's just edges it, though, because, you know... He's just, just the package, isn't he? Yeah. He was out of... Um, what's the word? <laughs> Larger than life, wasn't he, The Rock? Yeah. Um, some of, so, the, his best promo was the one with... Um, I'm sorry to go back on it, but like... The one that was at Armageddon in the Hell in a Cell where he does all the um, impressions of everyone. <laughs> yeah, but I think I know. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. That's amazing. He's just so good at everything. Yeah. Even when he's when he's singing, you know, with the, with the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so we're, you know, we've discovered wrestling. And now some of my friends are kind of growing out of it. I've gone to high school. And people throw that F word out there at me. <laughs> now, I hate that F word because, sure, right, okay. I'm going to admit it is predetermined. But, like, they still throw open punches, you know, and, you know, they still make bumps, you know, they fall onto the onto the mat, which yeah. hurts. But it's... I say this all the time. I've said it to you before. Like people tell you as if you don't know, and I'm like, of course I know. (laughs) Like I'm not stupid, but I enjoy watching it. What do you know? Like you go and watch a magician, you don't think he's actually performing magic. You're wondering how he's Mm -hmm. done it. And for me, when I watch wrestling, I'm wondering how they've done it, and they haven't actually injured themselves. You yeah. know, like, when you're watching Mick Foley be thrown off a cage, you're thinking, well, that's definitely not fake. How is yeah. he still alive? But then people say, yeah, but it's different back then. What about now? And, okay, yeah, it's got maybe a bit softer, but, like, they still hit chairs to the middle of the back. Yeah. You know, and they still they still land on, you know, they do the um, jump over the ropes and they land on the concrete and stuff. Um and there's, even being thrown into the actual turnbuckle, that turnbuckle is, you know what I mean? There's no give on it. No, I know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, people have ended their careers being thrown into the turnbuckle. Yeah. It Sting got injured. Sting, Sting was the big one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah. do you remember um, Cesaro when he got thrown into the turnbuckle? Oh. His face planted the turnbuckle and his teeth got shoved into his gums. Well, yeah. Oh, God, it's horrific. At the time, the, the commentators thought that his teeth had come out. They yeah. They didn't realise that like, it had been pushed up. As he hit the turnbuckle, you just see him grab his mouth and it's like it, it just looks disgusting. Yeah. Um... And this is another thing about it, John. Sorry to interrupt you, but like, Whatever happens, you have to carry on the match. Yeah. Like, Triple H tore his, quad, his quadricep. Yeah. Um, and carried on the match. Uh, Kurt Angle had a broken tailbone uh, against Shane McMahon. They carried on the match for quite some time after that. Of recent like, times, do you remember um, Finn Balor um, dislocating his shoulder? Yes, yes, and I do. And popping it back yeah. in and, and finishing yeah. the match. What stood? Finn Balor's just—I love him. I mean, what, he, what he did himself yeah. damage because he ended up being out for months. But 
he wasn't but thinking, he that. The match. thinking, I want to finish the match, yeah. yeah. And that just shows, like, the honestly, the superstars, like, some of them, obviously, I know, like I said, we know, we know it's not 100% real, but, like, they're just, you know what I mean? The things they do to kind of just entertain, it's unbelievable. How can you not like that? <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like watching a hyped up soap. Do you not think? <laughs> yeah. That's but then I hate when people refer I hate when people refer to it as a soap. I mean, <laughs> I suppose yeah, I mean it kinda is, but like I hate when people refer to it as that. Well it, it's a it's a drama T V show, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. There's that entertainment, but then you do there is some great wrestling matches that you see. Um But yeah. I don't think it's as soapy as it used to be. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, going on to wrestling more in the, you know, in the years, years, you know, coming up now, um, where do you think wrestling's gone wrong? Or, like, where do you think, you know, because they're not getting the ratings that they used to, and... It doesn't seem as good now as it did. You know, what what do you think's happened? Um, from a viewership, I would say it's got to be the the PG aspect. Yeah, I mean that's killed it straight off. Let's just put um, that out there. Like I get it. They're probably they're making enough money selling toys to kids and stuff like that, and advertising for kids. But it's it's diminishing the product because you're watching it knowing that when we used to watch it and it was, you know, I don't think it was R-rated, but it was close. Anything could happen. You had no idea what was going to happen. Well, I remember watching it and the commentators would refer to the women as Jezebels and saying, get them puppies out, (laughs) referring to their breasts. Like it was, it was pretty bad and there was, you know, some pretty bad dialogue, shall we say? Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of it's dated quite badly, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm so glad that that they have this, you know, the revolution, the evolution, sorry, of the women, like, because when they used to be the bars, the bras and panties match, that's when I used to go to the toilet or get some food. Like, I didn't want <laughs> to watch that. It wasn't. People think, oh, you watch it because the girls back yeah. then. It was just, it was a gimmick. It wasn't, we weren't, I weren't interested in the women fighting. Oh, it wasn't, it was never good to, to watch, was it? Not for, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's embarrassing when you think some of the things that they had to do is just to go. Yeah. But yeah. then you had, you did have good match. Do you not remember, like, you, you had Trish Stratus and Lita were, and I'm on about the attitude era, they were like, Good, good wrestlers, but there wasn't anyone else really allowed to hmm. step up to the mark. As such. I mean, Lita, being a woman rest like a woman, a woman wrestler, sorry, um, in that time, her doing you know jumping off the top rope was just insane because obviously you didn't see girls do that, mm. and that's not what yet. we want. We want to see. We want badass girls, not girls who rip each other's panties off and have a mud fight. Well, they're always like they're always ex models, weren't they? Or you know, they had no interest in yeah. the wrestling business, which I feel like a lot of the women in it now are, you know, they used to be fans and 
Yeah. I mean, like, uh, Bailey. Bailey's a huge wrestling fan, and it shows in her wrestling. Oh, yeah, definitely. And Sasha Banks. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it's... I'm glad it happened. I, f- I feel like it is... It's not as good as it was when it first sort of started happening. I feel like they're not getting enough... They're not getting enough decent matches in them to like some some of the matches you used to watch when it was first starting was you know unbelievable. Where now I think it's more, um, it's like it, it seems like a filler. Yeah, um, I mean, do you remember the 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 all women pay per view? Yeah, from start to finish, that was unbelievable. Whether the, it you know the girls felt like they they have to, you know, put on you know, a damn good show to kind of prove the guys wrong and prove all the haters wrong. Maybe that was it, I don't know. The first, that, the first Royal Rumble as well was, you know, a yeah. decent Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, and if, yeah. That's... Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of glad, you know, the women have got better, you know, they've got the respects they need to. Um, but I think one thing that has been lost is... Um, freedom of speech in promos and stuff. Ah, oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I think because we've, you know, when we were watching it when we were younger, I feel like wrestlers were allowed to, you know, they were basically just told sell less match, sell less pay per view. You've got three minutes, four minutes, so they'd go out and just say what they liked. Um. Some of the best promos are like that, where they'll just go out, you've got five minutes, make it good. And then you've got that opportunity. You've got that opportunity to make it good. And if you want good, then you didn't get the opportunity again. So there was that pressure to be like, right, I've got to go and yeah. be the best I can. But now they've got like 20-odd writers. Which is just like... 20 too many, um, just ridiculous. But I feel as well, but, it's writers that don't care about wrestling. Well, I know, and I, I know you do, but I'm, I'll ask you this question Do you remember when uh, Roman Reigns did that promo about the tater tots? <laughs> yeah, you know, well, yeah, of course, it just made no sense. I don't get the So comment. Roman Reigns Roman Reigns did a promo to who was it? Seamus. Seamus. And he said it's from, he said the line about tater tots, which are like look American like like tater potato things in America, aren't they? Um but you could tell Roman Reigns had no clue what he was saying. Yeah, as soon as he said There's no conviction. <laughs> you've got to believe what you're saying, aren't you? And if you if you're just doing it off the cuff, you're gonna believe that more than what someone else has told you to say. Yeah. Definitely. Like, CM Punk's is one of the most famous ones. Yeah. He was told... It was true. It was, you know what I mean? He felt angry yeah. and he just kind of... They were like, yeah. right, you're, you're pissed off. Go go out. Tell everyone what you're thinking. And he did it. Um, yeah. And, and it's punk- one of the most iconic bits of wrestling in the last few years. Yeah. Um... I think, do you remember when Kevin Owens first came up to the main roster? Kevin, I, I do, yeah, and Kevin Owens had a lot of good promos. I'm sure that they were his own. 
because I don't believe that writers would want someone to slag off John Cena as much as what Kevin Owens was doing. Yeah. Where he's calling like the multicolored. Uh, yeah, I think he called him a multicolored wearing wrestler or something like that. And he's just. I like, mean, he wears a lot of colors, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they were great. Uh, it was every town he went to, whatever you know, football or baseball team there was, he would match their colors. Uh, yeah, Kevin Owens is just for me. He's one of the best ones. Um, I've said this to you before, but like. I like wrestlers that don't look like wrestlers. They look like yeah. the ones that, you know, you could pass in the street and, or, you know, the the guy in the pub that you don't want to talk to. Yeah. Because he may kick off. Um, so for me, like, Kevin Owens is like that. He, and the skills Kevin Owens got is un, unbelievable as well. Mm, yeah, the, absolutely. The size he has and, you know, he's not the best belt, but he's definitely strength and the skills and i think that's one thing that has changed because you know way back when it was just big wrestlers when now it's you know you get you know so many different heights and shapes yeah i think as well that's a good thing there was a time where it was just basically all like giants wrestling yeah you know you like so like Lex Luger and you know uh, the Hulk Hogan's massive, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like, like, there was the Cruiserweight division, not the recent one, but like in WCW. And you had the likes of, you know, Rey Mysterio and um, Eddie Guerrero. And I think Chris Jericho was in it as well. Hmm. Um, is, is psycho is it psychosis? Yeah, but yeah. I don't get why he never went to WWE because he was really good. Yeah, is he too Mexican? <laughs> Maybe because he wears the mask, doesn't he, with the horns and he's. Well, yeah, I know Vince McMahon doesn't like. Um, he doesn't like kind of foreign wrestlers like he, he's you said before he's openly admitted he doesn't like Cesaro yeah which I don't get because if Cesaro goes to AEW they will absolutely smash it what I don't understand is Vince McMahon usually would if he's if a wrestler's getting over then he's happier where like if somebody just doesn't like Cesaro I have no idea why I don't understand it either. And, and I feel know, bad for him because he's, he's been partnered with every kind of wrestler to be a tag team. And he yeah. just he doesn't seem to fit anywhere. Hmm. I don't know. I just... Is it ring gear? Is there, how, is there any way you could better what Cesaro's doing? As in how he looks? Um, I mean, probably. You could give him you know a bit more of a cooler... Because his attire is quite basic at the moment, isn't it, really? Yeah. But I think that's... Some, for me, sometimes that's what... It's what the appeal is, isn't it? Is what they're wearing. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, you're going to have the look. Because there's a lot of wrestlers that are really good wrestlers, but just didn't have the look or the yeah. personality. You think of um, Steve Blackman. 
Steve Blackman was a wrestler in the nineties. He was a really good wrestler, but he had he was boring. He had no personality. Yeah, zero personality. And he um, faded, faded away. I think didn't he go and do cage fighting? I'm not sure. Um, I know he was good friends with Ken Shamrock, so maybe he might have done. Yeah. Yeah. Ken Shamrock. I, I was never really into Ken Shamrock either. Oh, I did. I liked him just because I thought he was a he was a psycho. Scream and hit himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I don't so, know why, but yeah. Um, what we've only got a few minutes left. So, what would you like to see in the next coming months, next coming year? What do you want to see in WWE? Well, have you watched Raw this week? Well, I seen this underground, Raw. underground, uh, Raw. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. Um, I only saw a clip of it. I'm going to rewatch it maybe tonight, tomorrow. However, for me, I think Raw's on too long. It's definitely on too long, especially if you watch it live. There's so many adverts, and it just seems to go on for ages. It's on for three hours. That's a three... long time. Yeah. And I, nothing happens because by the last hour, the just filling time and there's never like a cliffhanger they used when it was on for like two hours or even i think that it used to be on for an hour when it first started an hour and a half i think yeah there was always a cliffhanger wasn't there like what's gonna happen next week where there's nothing at the minute nothing's happening where there's you want to watch the next one you're just watching you're like right you're waiting for something to happen and it's not yeah good Um, example that springs to mind is when the untaker um had the ministry and he took he used to take the wrestlers, you know, and, and um, sacrifice them. Yeah. And I remember one episode he took, I can't remember who it was, and then he sacrificed him. And it was that was the ending. He was like, he wanted to know what happens, you know. And yeah, like I said, there's no, there's no cliffhanger. Yeah, I think, I don't know. It's going to be interesting when Vince McMahon's not there. Yeah, I think Triple H would completely change it. Do you think? Because what he's done with NXT... You know, it's proved it's proven that his baby of NXT has done really well, and I think maybe he's just a bit worried about you know Vince McMahon saying no or whether he can't. So when he has total control, I think it will change dramatically. I think as well, it depends on how AEW holds up and if they carry on. Yeah, I mean, they're sort of on and off, aren't they? There's some weeks I've watched that and it's amazing. And then you watch it the next week and it's like, it's, it's so hit and miss. And why do you think that is? I guess because, I mean, they're just starting out. So they're probably trying to work out what, the, what they're trying to be. But yeah. there is a real, but... for me, the, the reason I liked it, well, I, I do like it, is that it does have a WCW feeling that they're trying to be the total opposite to what, WWE's doing, which is what WCW yeah. did in the beginning. Yeah. Um. So, mate, you can't. I, you really. I want AEW to do well because it will make WWE up their game. But you don't have yeah, the. Because... You don't have the pressure of ratings anymore. People watch yeah. TV whenever they want. When WWE bought all the other companies, like. It ruined there it. was a bit of, yeah, it just kind of went a bit flat. Yeah, I mean, if Eric Bischoff nearly bought it, 
the only reason he didn't buy it is because he wasn't guaranteed that it would be on TV. Um, yeah. If that had happened, it'd be such a different. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think WCW would still be going, but because he he was planning to restart it completely. But you, de- you definitely need that competition. There's no real competition. Not enough to hinder what they're doing. Yeah. You need somebody that's going to be better than them. Like like what happened in the Attitude Era. The reason that happened is WCW was killing them in ratings. But, you know, if Vince McMahon d- does not push these wrestlers, for example, you know, um, Shinsei Nakamura had a great push when he first came in. Now, you know what I mean? He's in like a gimmick tag team if they keep pushing him these wrestlers down to the bottom they're going to lose to AEW yeah I mean who was it that went the other day it was um, Jack Swagger was it and Jack Swagger's in it um, no it yeah. was um... oh god not Jack Swagger woo 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 yeah I'm trying to think <laughs> But I mean, I can't remember his name because he didn't get that much TV time, and then you, you, they just fade away. Yeah, but I always thought Vince McMahon liked him. Um, is Zack Ryder? It was Zack Ryder. That's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they, I'm not surprised he's left because do you not remember he won at WrestleMania? Do you remember this? He won the yeah. belt at WrestleMania, and then the ne- very next night he lost the belt. That's what I mean. Vince McMahon loves to get these wrestlers. Put them right to the top and then just slowly drop them. Kevin yeah. Owens on the pre show, Shinsei Nakamura in a gimmick tag team. Um, Dolph Ziggler is, will never be the guy, he's just always the middle guy. Same with uh, you know, some of the women wrestlers, they're just there to kind of you know get people over. Well, yeah, I don't, I feel like he doesn't really like Bailey or. That much, but I, I suppose she's doing quite a good push at the minute. She's definitely a Karen, isn't she? Isn't she <laughs> yeah, that should be a like, new name, definitely. Yeah, she's you know that kind of character. She's a great just... heel. Yeah, there's such a difference from what she was before. Mm. There's plenty. There's too many wrestlers not that they dropped the ball with, and I don't know if they can get it back. So the likes of Kevin Owens and. Uh, even Daniel Daniel Bryan's come back, but I know he's not been. Obviously, with everything that's going on, he's not been there. But yeah, Daniel Bryan could be one of the top guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Okay. I thought I, this needs to be better packaged. Yeah, absolutely. it needs to be spontaneous. We need to watch it and not know what's going to happen. I don't want mm. to watch a Royal Rumble and then be like, well, Roman Reigns ain't in yet, but when he does, he'll win the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, Triple H is wrestling at WrestleMania. I guess that's another win for Triple H. I mean, the moment that did get me was when um, Drew McIntyre... Yeah, you know, that was a surprise, to be fair. Because Brock Lesnar was like, oh, here we go, the Brock Lesnar show, boring, and then... In came Drew McIntyre for all right, and then a big boot, and Brock had been eliminated. Yeah, and was that what? What? I mean, that's what we need. We need that them sparks. You yeah, know? you get that small spark. It, it happens all the time, isn't it? I think even Joe um, you before they build you up, 
you get yeah. excited you you know you get used to oh it's actually good and then it's just back to being sh- shit again and then it's like right you carry on then something good happens and it's the same cycle they never like stay on top they just drop it just drops things at the drop of a hat i've no idea why it's probably because you have 20 writers. What's yeah. the saying? T- too many chiefs, not enough Indians and all that. <laughs> um, John, we're going to leave it there. Um, anything you want to... Any closing sentence? Um, I hope you enjoyed us talking <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Uh, if you have enjoyed <laughs> us, um, please subscribe, listen to us again. We're probably going to do, we're going to say, what, two a month? Yeah. We don't even get there's some stuff we haven't talked about. Yeah, we got we got loads to talk about. Yeah, um, we got loads of different stuff to talk about. It's gonna be really interesting, hopefully. Um, so yeah, please subscribe, listen to us. Uh, you've listened to TTP Turnbuckle Talk podcast with Kieran Cooper and John Dugan. Cheers. Let's talk wrestling. <laughs>